0: listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome to Paw Vogue with Cuba America's Top Dog. I'm your host, Bob Shaughnessy, and Cuba is sitting here looking at me right now. (laughs) Want to come on my lap, Cuba? Come on. Okay. We hope you had a chance to listen to episode 16 with Andrea Arden. You can listen to that episode with Andrea or any of our other previous episodes by downloading them from iTunes, Pet Life Radio, and about, I don't know, 40 or 50 others. Or you can go to our page, pawtalkshow.com. Remember, that's a new URL, pawtalkshow.com show.com and you can just click on each episode and with us we have a web page so you can see pictures etc okay today we have a very special celebrity guest with us paris Permenter. I that's believe. right Permenter. that's right okay great and um, tiki one of her dogs and they're from texas if you do not know her by name you certainly will know her by many of her accomplishments that's for sure let me introduce her in a few minutes right after we take a commercial break
0: It's time for a walk, down 5th Avenue, of course. We'll be right back after we do a little shopping. Your dog digs a hole under your fence, and the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit DigDefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E.com Passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to Paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslosky, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule.
1: Welcome back to Paw Vogue with Cuba America's Top Dog. As I mentioned, Paris has a very accomplished career. Currently, she and her husband, John, are best known for having the blog Dog Tipper, which was one of the um, most successful award-winning blogs. We'll be talking about that in a minute. They also have five or six additional blogs. They have written 30 books, and number 31 is coming out in November. Can you imagine? 31 books. During their 20-year writing career, they were mostly travel writers, and she and I had had previous discussions about that, and they've traveled all over the place. And Then they decided to bring dogs into their passion, and now they write about dogs and travel together. So we'll be talking about that in her new book. Wouldn't everyone just love to be able to combine their two passions and make it a career? I mean, I'm, I'm envious. They've appeared on many TV shows. They are guest lecturers at many events. They also have a weekly radio show, which we'll talk about. And we are fortunate to have Paris take time out of her busy schedule to join us today. So Paris, how did I do with the introduction?
2: That is great. That is great. We've had, I know we've had a really busy career, but it has been such a fun one. And like you said, we've been able to combine our passions of pets and travel. And so I think as we kind of evolve our career, it's just getting more exciting down the road.
1: No, that's great. Well, welcome to our show. Thank and you. And would you want to take a few minutes to tell us about, well, you have two dogs, right?
2: We do. We have two dogs, Tiki and Irie. They're both mixed breed rescue dogs. They're large girls. They're both about 70 pounds. And we also have four cats. So we have a very full family.
1: And you live in Texas. Whereabouts?
2: We do. We live right outside of Austin. We live out in the country. And uh, it's very nice, very hot this time of year. So we've got the dogs (laughs) like to stay inside and hang out this time of year.
1: Well, Cuba is also likes to hang out because in New York, I think it's 95 right now. Yes. as we're having a heat spell. Now, you were originally, I had read, you were an economist.
2: That's right. That's right. My background was in economics, and uh, you know, I never could get that excited about economics, unfortunately. So, or fortunately, and that made me move into the travel industry. And uh, I started out writing guidebooks about twenty years ago with Texas guidebooks, and then moved into Caribbean guidebooks. And that's what John and I did for most of our exclusively travel writing career: uh, was to write travel guidebooks, mostly Texas or the Caribbean especially Jamaica, that was our specialty within the Caribbean. And uh, wrote a lot about romantic travel as well. Being, you know, being a husband-wife team, it made it really easy for us to go to a destination and look at it as a couple would look at it. You know, will this be a romantic destination? Will it be a good place for a destination wedding or maybe a vow renewal or honeymoon? And I had a lot of fun. And we had a really good time with our career and, uh, you know, met a lot of nice people, went to great places. And uh, about five years ago, decided to move into pets.
1: We go to St. Bart's every year, and we took Cuba this past year. And by far, it's his favorite place, which we can talk about tomorrow night on your show. That's so, right. So next Wednesday, or this coming Wednesday, I will be on um, Paris's show, and it's called Dog Travel, travel, Expert. Dog travel Experts. Right. And we'll be talking about some of Cuba's travels, and also some of the um, group travel that I've done in the past for dogs.
2: I can't wait to hear about that because, you know, that's something that we have not been able to do with our dogs. Our girls are both large, as I mentioned, so we don't do any air travel with them. And as much as I'd love to take them to the Caribbean because I know St. Bart's is so beautiful, you know, it'd be so nice to share a a destination like that with large dogs, but it's very difficult. So I'm really looking to traveling vicariously through your dog.
1: (laughs) He's the only reason we have a small one just for travel.
2: Yes, very easy that way.
1: For our listeners, if you go to the Paw Talk Show episode 17 webpage, you'll see a photo of Paris and Tiki. And then as you move down, you'll see all the different websites and businesses that they have. And I think first we'll start talking about Dog Tipper, which is, I don't know, is it the number one?
2: It is. It's our busiest site. It was not our original site. Our original one was the travel romantic travel site, Love Tripper, that we'll talk about later. But Dog Tipper is our most popular site. And we launched it. It'll be five years next month. So it was at the same time we adopted Tiki. We decided let's move into pet travel and pets. There's all kinds of things involved with pets, you know, so we that's when we started Dog Tipper and, uh, you know, we started out as tips for dog lovers and we've expanded that into all kinds of tips, whether it's picking out products or where to go with your pet or even local things like maybe some local festivals you might enjoy with your dog. So all kinds of things. And then I rolled in the economic side of my background with saving money on pets. And, uh, you know, a few years ago we wrote Barkonomics, which was about tips for frugal Fidos. And uh, so we're always having ways to save money on your pets, which could be pet travel or just around the house ways you can save money on your pets. And
1: you are ranked very high in the dog blog world, correct?
2: We are. We're very fortunate. It, it's a very large site. We're about 10,000 pages right now and, uh, you know, continuing to grow. And it's really has gotten a lot of attention among, uh, you know, dog lovers and dog brands. And, and we're very fortunate that way. And, you know, I'm looking forward to growing the site even more and evolving more into travel because that was not something we did a lot at first. we have We've only been hosting our dog radio show for, I guess, about six months now. And, you know, that's helped us kind of come back to that travel side of our business. And, you know, I, I know you mentioned we're writing a, uh, a dog travel book now, and it's the first in the, a series. It'll be a state-by-state series. So we've started with our home state of Texas. So it's Dog Tippers Texas with Dogs. And uh, we just have wrapped up our research. It's been really fun. So we've been doing lots and lots of car travel around the state with Irie and Tiki. And uh, just had such a great time. You know, it, it's so fun, I think, to see things that, you know, you see everything. Every day. So many of these places we've written about for two decades now, some of these locations, but we had not taken dogs to them. So it's like going to them all over again, you know, for the first time. It's all new to us when you see it through your dog's eyes.
1: That's for sure. I mean, it's a totally different experience when we travel with Cuba and without him. It is. Yeah. Now, I know you said you're going to be doing state by state. You're not going to do all 50 states, are you?
2: (laughs) I don't think we will. I think we'll probably concentrate on the larger and more popular dog states, although every state's got plenty of things to do with dogs. But I know if people are thinking of a vacation, some are a lot more pet friendly. And just because of the weather, you know, you might just find a lot more outdoor things, year-round outdoor things you can do with your dog. And, and, you know, so it's been very, very interesting. I'm, I'm very glad we finished the research before the hottest weather, you know, kicked in here because we were in and out of the car a lot with the dogs and and put in a lot of miles with them but uh, like i mentioned it's been so fun we've done so many state parks and beaches and lakes and rivers and all kinds of things throughout the state that you know it, it really made us look at at travel in a whole different way i think
1: that's great because i know the um i have been on a number of the websites that say they are travel for dog travel and so much of the information is inaccurate I mean, it's amazing to me that either, I don't know if they're not updated or if it was wrong to begin with, but um, it'd be nice to have a book just, you know, if you're going somewhere to pick up a book.
2: Yeah, and you know, what's interesting, I think, is the travel industry, and you know this, you know, it evolves so quickly, and I think it seems to be especially true in the dog world. And, you know, someone told me a while back that a lot of the hotels that were not originally pet-friendly became more pet-friendly as the economy you know, slowed down. So, you know, to welcome in more visitors, they became more accommodating of pets. And so now as the economy's, you know, coming back, I think some have rethought and some have tweaked their policy some. So maybe they're, you know, sometimes they're pet friendly, maybe they aren't in high season, or maybe they are with smaller dogs and not larger dogs, you know. So I think everybody's still kind of shaking things out and figuring out what will make a really good pet policy for their property. So it's always, always changing, you know, and we always recommend for people, even if you've made a reservation, go ahead and call that property before you go and make sure something hasn't changed, you know, before you just show up there to check in. Just double check.
1: One of the problems that we've had traveling, especially with the group, is even in New York, New York, almost every hotel is pet friendly, but legally the restaurants are not pet friendly. So even if you're sitting at an outdoor cafe, your dog is supposed to be on the other side of the guardrail which most, most don't follow, but some do. And as they crack down, you have all these people who come to New York or wherever and there's no place for them to go eat. Yes. And that's been a big problem I found.
2: It's very, very tough. And I'm glad to see a trend in a lot of locations of cities going ahead and saying, all right, let's have a permit. Let's have the restaurant pay $150 or whatever to get this permit. And then they can meet certain requirements and then they can say that they are a pet-friendly patio you know, for patio dining. And I'm very glad to see more and more doing that. I know Houston has done it recently and uh, you know it's nice you can go to the city site you can see a list of ones that have gotten a permit so you know i can go there and i can dine with my dog on the patio and it doesn't matter you know who's working that day or those kinds of do they like to how my dog looks or whatever you know it's set that that is a pet friendly patio so that's very nice because i know yes. a lot of them you know it's kind of up in the air who's working how busy they are kinds of things like that right. so this the, is very uh, nice and it's a trend i think
1: yes because i know there's most counties in florida have have now legalized it and in California most places are too now. Yes. And, uh, there are a few other states. I've been trying for two years to work with our city council, but they keep saying it's a state law and so I've gotten nowhere. Oh. <laughs> but as I said, mid-Manhattan, most restaurants, they ignore it and they do let you have their dog. And of course, if you know if you live in the neighborhood, lots of times Cuba's invited inside. They don't Oh have, have fun. Yeah, so that's good. But I guess first, right now, let us take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Cat Tipper.
0: It's time for a walk down Fifth Avenue, of course. We'll be right back after we do a little shopping. Petco, where the pets go. off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at dogshelterblues.com and come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Are you crazy about cats? If so, check out The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition. This clever how-to manual for cats, written by a cat named Quasi, contains more laughs than should be allowable in one book and is poignantly underscored by the combative yet loving relationship between Quasi and his human. The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition, is guaranteed to have you laughing your tail off. So, treat yourself to a copy today, available from Amazon.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio, If we want to hear from you. Listen in, we're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern time, here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. So you can call in at 877 385 8882, or you can drop me an email to Jeff at petliferadio.com, and hopefully, we'll see you here on Thursdays.
0: Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule.
1: Welcome back to Pavo with Cuba America's Top Dog. And with us is Paris. She's here, and now we just finished talking about dog tipper and moving on to cat tipper. So tell us about cat tipper. I tell you I've not looked at that site.
2: It is a newer site, you know. As I mentioned, we have four cats and you know I think they kind of wanted some equal time there. So when we started dog tipper 5 years ago, we went exclusively dog for a couple of years with some some cat articles within dog tipper because I know there are a lot of people like us who have You know, a mixed family, they have dogs and cats in the same household. And then we started seeing some people only had cats, and so they didn't really want to go to a dog site for their cat information. They want to go to just a cat site. So we decided to start Cat Tipper about two and a half years ago. And so it's very similar to Dog Tipper in that it is tips for cat lovers and products and giveaways, not so much travel, because we don't see too many people traveling with their cats. Although I have to say there are some, You know, I know a blog pause. I'm sure you saw some cats, you know, and strollers and cats that just love to get out with people, you know, but that is very much the exception, I think, in the cat world. Although, you know, of course, you always have people moving with their cats or bringing home, even if it's just taking your cat to the vet, that involves travel, you know. So we talk about just transport sometimes, too, of your cats because that's important. And, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun because the cats do have different concerns than dogs. They're not just smaller dogs. You know, they have their own sets of concerns and needs and you know, all kinds of things. They have their own products. So, it's been very nice to concentrate on our cats. And I'm sitting here right now with one of our cats, Inca, in my lap. She always <laughs> sits in my lap whenever I'm on the phone or, or, or doing an interview. She likes to come get in my lap. And it's been a lot of fun. We, we built a, a catio for our cats last year. And that's been a lot of fun for our readers to follow. A catio is a patio especially for cats. And it's similar in the South. I know we have a lot of screened porches. And uh, it's like that, but it's smaller. It's not for humans to go into. They access it through the window. We have a cat door in the window. So they access this little screened room just for the cats. And it's nice for them. They can sit out and watch the birds. And we have some bird feeders for them to watch. And that way they're getting outside, but they're not in danger. Because, uh, as I mentioned, we live in the country, so we have coyotes out here. It's a large coyote population. And we also are surrounded by a bird preserve, that uh, you know, protects endangered birds. And so we don't want the cats out, you know, to be concerned about the birds. So this way they can enjoy the birds and the birds are safe and the cats are safe.
1: One thing that we have noticed in Paw Vogue, you know, we are all about pet fashion and we now have more, well, we think we have four cats that are now members. How and fun. They, they come to the events and they have their gowns on and their dresses. And Do you cover anything about fashion in either of your sites, Dog Tipper or Cat Tipper?
2: We do a little more on dog terror, especially around Halloween. A lot of people like dressing their dogs for Halloween, and that's really a growing trend. But we cover a lot of practical fashion, whether it's, you know, like swaddling garments for for dogs, like for thunder and firework fear, you know, things like that, um, special colors, because everything, you know, is growing to be more, more practical especially travel oriented like you know we've been working with the gps collars a lot and written about those and you know things like that that are part of fashion because you know you can accessorize the collar and still have that gps on there and uh you know that's great for travel so we cover a lot of things like that that have kind of a practical travel aspect or just just around the house aspect to them like you know like the swaddling garments But not so much just in a purely dress-up mode, although I'd love to. But our dogs, they are not dress-up girls as much (laughs) as I'd like to. I like to get into special collars with them. They're very good about doing special dressy collars. But when it gets past that, they kind of, they don't do it too much. And we're lucky, too, because we do have warmer winters. So they don't have to wear coats very often, you know. So they're not practiced at wearing coats or any kind of outerwear just to stay warm usually.
1: That is a trend, though, this year and last year is larger dogs – getting into fashion, and you see more and more of them on the, uh, on the catwalk.
2: <laughs> it is, and I <laughs> think it's them. so yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, it is. At first, when you first see one, you go, that looks strange, but then as, you know, after a while, some of them are adorable.
2: They're so cute, and I think especially if you have a, a large dog that might be kind of imposing to some people, you know, I think it's a fun, fluffy way to make them look cute and approachable, you know, because they can be the sweetest dogs, but some people sometimes see a larger dog, and they're a little standoffish, you know, they're a little nervous about coming up to a larger dog so i think that you know fashion could be a fun way to make your dog cute and show this is a you know a cute dog come over and say hi
1: one of our fashion designers just sent me a picture yesterday of a pig wearing one of her dresses
2: how fun (laughs) i mean that was cute
1: yes that is cute well let's move on to your radio show dog travel experts which i said i'll be on on wednesday night and i think that's a great topic for a show now you do the show with someone else
2: Yes, I do the show with Tracy Hotchner, and she's a longtime dog author. She's the author of The Dog Bible, so a lot of people will probably be familiar with her from that large book. And, uh, you know, we talk about all kinds of travel, whether it's, you know, Just going to the dog park for people who are new to travel or, you know, more distant travels, whether it's overnight or just a day trip or a long, you know, really a luxury vacation like you got to take in St. Bart's, you know, all kinds of travel. So whatever people's budget is and and what their dog will be happy to do, you know, that's our concern, you know, making sure it's a good match for the person and the dog.
1: Do you get into the um, requirements for the international travel?
2: We have some, we have some. I would love to talk more about that because, you know, I know it varies so much and and I have really encouraged people to start early because I think sometimes people think, okay, I've got the, you know, the flight booked and everything and they, some of the times they're not giving enough time for those veterinary papers to be filed and, you know, and it varies so much from country to country that, uh, you know, I think start early if you're going out of country.
1: And it changes so quickly. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Yes. The next company we're going to talk about, and I think this is so interesting, Event Barkers.
2: Yes. I know
1: nothing about this.
2: It is evolved. You know, this is another company that we co-own with allthingsdogblog.com. And you might have met her at Blog Paws. She was there, Carrie Boyko. Yes, and she, yes, did, yeah. yes, she and I, we run Twitter parties for pet companies. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, people have not been to a Twitter party thinking, well, where's the party? You know, but it's on Twitter. And a party is held by having a special hashtag. So everybody on their tweet uses that one hashtag. And then by searching that hashtag, that shows you the Tweets of other people who are in the party. So you have conversations. You have an expert guest. You know you have a company. A lot of times answering questions about their product. You uh, we have lots of giveaways throughout the party. So that makes it a lot of fun. It's very very fast moving. So I think it's a fun thing. It's a it's a fun way to meet fellow pet lovers. You know, and uh, it's been a a great joy. It's been about a year and a half. We've had that company. I guess.
1: So you just develop a special like um an individual hashtag name. And then you just keep searching for it?
2: You just keep searching. And what you can do, you can use some third-party apps like TweetGrid or TweetChat. Some people, I use Hootsuite. And you set up a column. Like our latest party was LitterChat, all one word with the hashtag. And people would put LitterChat in there with the, the hashtag, the pound sign in front of it. And um, you just keep looking at that. And then uh, you set up a column that it only sees tweets that use that hashtag litter chat so that way you're seeing all the buzz around that hashtag so it's other people who are in the party
1: and how many people would you say is, is an average number in the party Usually <laughs> well
2: over 100 per party, between 100, 150 unique people. Wow. And you know, the nice thing is every time one of those people tweets, they're, of course, reaching all their followers. Right. So, you know, the impact of a party, we've had some parties with over 20 million impressions because it reaches all their followers, you know, so it's sort of a ripple effect on Twitter. As everybody keeps tweeting about, you know, the fun they're having and the, the prizes they're winning and things like that. And they're learning at the same time. So it's, it, there's something for everybody, whether they want to win prizes or ask questions and learn things. You know, they can do it on a Twitter party. It's, it's very, very interesting and very different way to go to a party and, and you don't have to worry about dressing up. You know, <laughs> you can just be, be in your pajamas. They're all in the evening. You sit in your pajamas and, and enjoy the Twitter party.
1: Would you please invite me to one? I love to always. Attend.
2: Yes, they are so fun. You have to you have to take part because they you know they're very different experience, and they go very, very quickly. And so it's kind of like being in an auction. Things are just flying by <laughs> and you catch some of it and you miss some of it, but it's fun.
1: Okay, we don't have time to go through each one of these, but tell us about a couple of the others. the blog hops, blog tours.
2: Right. We do blog hops, blog tours where, uh, you know, you might be going to different websites, you know, like I'll be doing one this fall for our book, you know, where I'll I'll be going to different websites and doing guest posting or, or guest events on different blogs. So that's a blog hop. You know, or you can have a hop where everybody will write on a particular topic and then you'll have a linky and everyone will share, you know, we're all going to write about this particular topic this day. Maybe it's a special day like pet fire safety day. So everybody writes about it, makes a hop, you know, people can hop from site to site. So that's a lot of fun, too.
1: Wow, very interesting. Next, we have your, I guess this is actually your business website, Paris and John Network.
2: Right, that is our oldest site. That one started in 1998, which is forever an internet term. (laughs) (laughs) Did we have it back then, the internet? (laughs) Barely, barely. And uh, it's always been a a site for people to learn more about us, kind of a brochure site to lead them, an umbrella kind of, to lead them to our different sites, you know, And, and I do consulting and speaking and things like that. So they can always learn more about different ways to interact with us on that site
1: now when did you speak at blog pause was it last year
2: uh, not this last year that just ended i've spoken at two previous blog uh, pauses. The-, the very first one and i guess maybe the next two blog pause ago spoke this- about monetization once and about working with brands another time
1: this was my first blog pause conference this year so i'm sure i'll see you in vegas next year
2: yes i mean we made so many great contacts you know and uh it's interesting had in just a few years we made so many good friends in the industry you know through the conferences
1: Yes, I know. I'm, that's how we met, really. But and now I've talked to quite a few people. And um, yes. it's It's a very good context. Well, let's move on to your books. 29 and your 30th is My Dog Says I'm a Great Cook.
2: Yes, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. We have all, 100, over 100 treat recipes, dog treats. And we had our readers send in recipes, and we have recipes that we developed, and it's all kind of healthy and yet fun treats you can make for your dog.
1: That is such a great idea for a gift.
2: It was so much fun just to see the passion that everybody had for their dogs and for, you know, making special things for their dog, you know, something that only takes like half an hour, 45 minutes, and you've made something you know your dog will love. It's inexpensive and a lot of fun
1: so many of my friends, they do cook for their dogs now every day, but um, they're always like, oh, I can't find good treat recipes. So guess what they're getting for Christmas this year?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it's fun if it's a special occasion, like a birthday for your dog. You know, so many of us recognize, you know, the holidays with our dogs. We do holidays, we do birthdays, you know, and that's a fun, inexpensive way to celebrate.
1: And now you have a new book coming out in November, which is your Texas with Dogs. And that's a travel book.
2: Yes, that's this is your a, first
1: one, right? Your first travel book with dogs.
2: This is our first dog travel book. So it's right. really fun after so many human travel books to bring the two together. You know, I said with this book, I really feel like we're bringing the two sides of our career together, the travel and the pets and it was a lot, a lot of fun to do. It's a large book, about 70,000 words. And we cover the whole state with, a, you know, a real intensity of the, the more popular areas for people to take their dogs, like the coast, because everybody loves to take their dog to the beach, especially this time of year. Yes. But we discovered so many great places. It's just a lot of fun.
1: And that'll be out just in time for Christmas.
2: It will. It should be out yeah. November 1st, I hear.
1: Oh, November 1st. Good. And actually, both of these books—if you are on the page—you um, can click on the book and order directly. And the Texas with Dogs book, you can pre-order already. Yes. His job was surprised, but that's good to know. Okay. But we also—you write a number of featured articles for some of the other companies too, right? Okay.
2: We do. We still do a lot of freelance work and uh, we do a fun column for Fido Friendly magazine, the pet travel magazine. We do a column called Bowser on a Budget about all kind of hotel packages, you know, special packages and promotions around the world for your dog. And uh, we do a weekly column for Pet 360, which is the sister side of Pet MD, and we write about adoption and rescue every week and advocacy for dogs because, you know, that's a topic that's very dear to us since all of our dogs and cats are all rescues, so that's something very special. It's a very upbeat thing, even though that can be a very sad topic, but it's an upbeat column about, you know, all the great ways you can help dogs, whether you're ready to adopt another one or you just want to help out, help your local shelter, and, uh, you know, also about just what great dogs and cats there are available out there, you know, when people are ready to add to their family.
1: Right, for sure. Do you do any of the opposite? Do you do any high-end travel? Because most of our listeners, they're always, you know, staying at four or five-star hotels. We do. Good.
2: We do. You know, our earlier career was almost exclusively high-end, you know, very amazing destinations that we saw and you know I'm seeing more and more dog friendly properties on the high end it was interesting John and I were talking the other day about there's a lot of high end and low end properties not so many in the middle we're seeing you know the very high end welcome dogs and sometimes the pet fees are substantial but still there's a lot offered a lot of extras a lot of times with high end properties and then the low end ones there's some you know no pet fees so we're seeing both sides of that spectrum and less in the middle i would believe you know Uh,
1: that makes sense yes Mm
2: -hmm. and so a lot of the high end are very welcoming you know and uh, you know even properties like kempton which are very nice hotels uh you know they have no pet fee so what i love about those two is that they welcome all sizes of dogs so that's very nice for people with large dogs like us But, you know, I'm so interested in the extras that a lot of hotels are adding to their packages these days, you know, with all kinds of things, pet concierge service and, uh, you know, extra goodies, a little welcome bag, you know, with some some high-end goodies for your dog. And, you know, a lot of them have partnered with local businesses, you know, to give you a discount to encourage you to go see these great businesses that might be in walking distance for you and your dog you know from the hotel so it's very interesting and I I think it's a nice way for people when they're traveling to meet fellow dog lovers because it's nice when you when you go someplace to meet locals you know it's so much easier when you have a dog with you you know and I think that's a lot of fun if you get out and you know you talk with the concierge at the hotel if you're at a high-end property they can point you to pet friendly businesses you know whether it's a boutique or a restaurant a dog walking service if you need that if you're traveling on a business trip with your dog and you might need a a pet sitter for the day or doggy daycare you know if maybe you want to go to a museum your dog's not welcome at so you might look for doggy daycare in the city while you're there you know i think that is a really nice service of the high-end property is that concierge service and we are seeing more properties that have a you know a dedicated pet concierge so that's very nice
1: Remind me to tell you on your show Wednesday that about Cuba's trip, and they offered pet massages.
2: Oh, have fun.
1: <laughs> and he had a half-hour pet massage. That is nuts. But there's a story behind it.
2: <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. That is
1: fun. Okay. Well, I guess our time's just about up here. And before we go, though, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you in case they would like to, for any of the reasons?
2: Sure. They can always contact us at Paris And, John at and they can always reach us that way for any of our sites, or there's contact forms on dogtipper.com or on parisandjohn.com there's a contact form then pop up and, and drop us a note and we'd love to hear about places they'd like to hear about or products or things they'd like to know you know if they have a question love to hear from them
1: great well thank you very much we enjoyed having you on the show today
2: thank you
1: we would also like to thank our listeners and the producers of Paul Vogue with cuba america's top dog cuba of course has to give the last word out and today he'd like to give a bark out to a special chihuahua in florida isabella rose Thank you, everyone, for joining us today.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.